some people get people. I'm Lisa Morgan, and today on The Weekly Reader, our book critic Marion Winnick reviews two new novels full of keen insights into human nature. Hi, Marion. Hi, Lisa. What goes on behind the scenes of the search committee for a Unitarian minister becomes book fodder for a Southern California writer in Michelle Hunovan's new book, Search, a folksy, funny novel on the unlikely subject of how bad decisions happen to good committees. Food writer, memoirist, and donkey owner Dana Potowski is casting about for an idea for her next book when she's beset by search committee ideation, the urge to join the select group of her fellow congregants who will spend one year choosing their next minister. What's more, she will write a book about it. After all, there are books about a year of having sex every day, a year of not generating trash, a year of not buying anything. Why not this? Readers with no a priori interest in church politics may have their doubts, but Hunovan makes this deep dive into the workings of the modern committee process and the politics of Unitarianism, engaging and thought-provoking. The voting, the vetting, the drama, the discord, the anti-oppression training, it's all here. Her large cast, eight search committee members, a great number of prospective ministers, and several pews full of others, is carefully constituted to embrace every age group from the tattooed to the senescent, people of color, polyamorists, addicts, and a few members of the good old white heteropatriarchy. A James Beard-awarded food writer herself, Hunovan gives her characters wonderful meals at home and in restaurants and includes a selection of recipes at the end. Ann Tyler's 24th novel, French Braid, traces the threads connecting members of a Baltimore family as they fray and unravel over the years. It's more melancholy than Tyler's usual, but no less enjoyable. The book opens with a scene in the Philadelphia train station in 2010, where a young woman thinks she recognizes her cousin in the crowd, but she can't say for sure because she hasn't seen him in years. The remainder of the book wanders through the past and future of the family as a way of examining the distances among them. In the next scene, a family vacation at Deep Creek Lake back in 1959, we see that the seeds of estrangement have been there all along. Plumbing supply store owner Robin Garrett, his wife, an aspiring painter named Mercy, and their three children, Bossy Alex, Boy Crazy Lily, and Timid David, are all on different wavelengths. In fact, 10 years later, once she's got her youngest off to college, Mercy moves quietly but decisively into the painting studio she rents down the street. Everyone knows, but no one ever mentions, that their parents aren't actually living together. Watching these characters grow and change over 60 years leads to some very moving scenes toward the end of the book. A surprise 50th anniversary party Robin throws for Mercy to mark an occasion she's pretty much forgotten about is particularly affecting, as is a chapter with David in his old age during the 2020 lockdown. As he tells his wife, families are like the French braids that left her daughter's hair in waves even after she took them out. You're never really free. The ripples are crimped in forever. As in all Tyler novels, Baltimore itself is character and one that will be most deeply appreciated by We Who Call It Home. The books are Search by Michelle Hunovan and French Braid by Ann Tyler. You can find more information about these titles and our podcast at WIPR.org or on the WIPR app. That's also where you can find hundreds of book recommendations from past episodes of The Weekly Reader, so you'll always have something wonderful to read. The Weekly Reader podcast is made possible by the Ivy Bookshop. For The Weekly Reader, I'm Lisa Morgan. And I'm Marianne Winnick. <laughs>